0: You're looking crafty. Crafty, crafty you could make a raft out of pencils and foam you sure looking happy, happy, happy. Cause hello hello this is the stitch craft podcast episode number 34
1: bet you didn't know we were coming back
0: um <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's miranda i'm island and uh It's still a game every time to guess which number this is, but uh, I was looking at my Dropbox today, and I saw that we did our first recording in 2017. Oh,
1: that's right. This is old stuff now. We're almost two years old.
0: I know. Terrible twos.
1: I was about to say I'm ready to be (laughs) poorly behaved. (laughs) Poorly
0: behaved, yes. Oh, uh, that is such an adult way of putting it. I can't wait to be poorly behaved.
1: <laughs> Especially I'm, considering I, we're, I am, what, now two days away from my 39th birthday?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Just in time to act like a child. About to be a midlife crisis.
0: <laughs> I was going to say that episode 34 is definitely not sure about their life. <laughs> They are coming up on what's the purpose, the meaning, can they have babies, is it too late, like, <laughs> are they with the right person, I don't want to drive a car no more, you know, there's things. That, there are a lot of things. I don't want to drive a car no more, that's what our podcast said. <laughs> 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 or she's, yeah, never mind, I'll, I'll save my other comments for when we're actually older, but anyways. <laughs> I got to ask you first, what's in your cup?
1: Yeah, I actually, I am drinking from a cup today. I am drinking from a, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's a sort of like a small glass, but not tiny. It's like a it's like a baby Collins glass. It's like the shape of a Kinda, Collins.
0: Kind of Collins, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so this is a gift from um, our dear friend, Amber. She bought us... Um, to a matching set of two little cups that are that commemorate the city of Detroit. So it's got um, a couple in a car, obviously, one of whom is French and one of whom is Native American, because, oh. you know, yeah, those are the some of the peoples that have come through this area, well, the Native American people were the people who actually lived there. and It's their area, yeah. It's their area. And then the French were some of the people who came in and stole it. Um, so the idea that they're in a car together, happily tootling along, is probably not historically accurate uh, on any level. Um, but I do appreciate that the cup also has, number one, it shows that Canada is south of Detroit, Fuck which yes. is correct.
0: Eat shit journey.
1: (laughs) Yeah. South Detroit is Canada. Um, (laughs) And it's also got pictures for, um, let's see, Corktown, Greektown, Eastern Market, Hamtramck. Oh. Uh, So,
0: yeah. Um, Good call. I consider Hamtramck
1: Detroit. Oh, absolutely.
0: Like, the idea of people thinking it's something. I'm like, no, it's there.
1: Definitely. So now that I've described the cup itself. Um, the vessel vessel. Uh, so I made a sort of gin and tonic like a celery gin and tonic so I used um the Arbor Distilling Company winter gin because I wanted like more of a uh, what are they like a London dry style of gin I didn't want like their other gins are delicious but I wanted something that was a little more uh flavor neutral and then um I made a celery simple syrup, which I highly recommend.
0: That sounds refreshing.
1: I will tell you how to make it in a second. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh tonic. So it's-
0: It looked like a really big glass of water, but in reality, it was cozy.
1: It's a just right size of gin and tonic.
0: That's awesome. The simple syrup is cool. That idea is very cool.
1: Yeah, so I, I think we probably talked about this ad nauseam. So I apologize for repeating myself, but I'm on this um, effort to try to reduce food waste in the house. And I bought celery because I was, I can't remember why I bought celery for something. But as everybody knows, uh, you can't just go into the store and buy like the number of celery stocks that you need.
0: No, it's it's like cilantro. Like here, feed a family of 10. You're welcome. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Exactly. And so, um, you know, I don't actually enjoy eating celery. I like celery in things. I like celery flavored things, but the act of eating a stock of celery does not appeal to me. So, um, I, and I also didn't want to buy like those little quick cuts. Like, you know, when you go to the grocery store now, there are all these places that are trying to like help you eat healthier, more easily by cutting up all the vegetables for you and then putting them in disposable plastic and I was like no I'm not doing that either. <laughs> so I bought this big bunch of celery knowing full well that I did not want to eat it. Um, but I wanted to make this thing that I wanted to make. So I made that and then I was like what am I going to do with the rest of this? I really don't want to throw it away. And I was like let's just see if people even like make a celery simple syrup. And indeed there are a lot of recipes available online. So the way that I did it was I think I used um uh maybe like one or two cups of celery but like you can't go wrong like if you put too little celery in it won't taste enough like celery so you might as well put a whole bunch in um so i put in a whole bunch of celery chopped up um i also put in celery seed to kind of like amp up the celery flavor and the the celery seed has kind of a little more of like a herbal flavor to it yeah definitely as opposed to the more astringent uh, celery. Um, And then I cook that all up with a cup of sugar and a cup of water, as if I were making just like a regular one-to-one sugar water simple syrup, Uh, strained all the celery bits out, and it is awesome. So if you're a person who doesn't enjoy alcohol, um, this celery simple syrup in just soda water is also delicious and delightful. Just going to say that it was really good i had that the other day and so it's it's obviously still obviously still has sugar in it but when you make your own soda at home you can control how much sugar is in it or how much sugar you're consuming as opposed to like opening a candle of, can of a candle a can of, a can or bottle mm-hmm. a cannel. you know whatever a cannel of pop and feeling like you have to drink the whole thing because you can't like recap it or you know whatever um yeah, so the Celery Simple Syrup is a big um, thumbs up. Yeah, it's basically, and the other thing I, I never thought about, but um, a lot of people like that uh, Dr. Brown's Celery Soda.
0: I don't know of that, but uh, I imagine that Celery, if it's a Celery.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's it's spelled like C-E-L-R-A-Y. And I don't know if it has other flavors in it, but this reminds me very much of that. Um, so
0: going out here on a limb here I wonder if it's a celery it makes me wonder if there's rhubarb or something oh uh-huh. I love it because celery and rhubarb kind of are like these long stocky things but one is a little on the tart side and one is clearly like you were saying a little bit more refreshing or I said it was refreshing you're saying it's a little more stringent but um I just wonder if that would be an interesting combo too potentially
1: I have one of my friends made me a rhubarb simple syrup So I could combine them to see what I think. It's not a flavor profile anybody ever talks about. So it makes me think that either somebody has tried it and it was horrible or nobody's tried it. Because people usually pair rhubarb with sweet things like strawberry or something. Right.
0: Well, but I'm saying like you're putting sugar in it. So I just imagine like you love people love strawberry rhubarb things. But it's because they're strawberries are generally more sweet than they are sour or or tart and then people always put them in baked goods which are super super sweet so that's why i'm like i wonder if a simple syrup would make that really interesting mm-hmm. anyways oh well, excellent i'm yeah i'm very excited by your your new frontiers in managing food waste i've gone through a couple different bouts of never again and then i just opened the fridge today and i was like what the fuck is all this i just cleaned out the fridge just cleaned it out and I was like, well, those are my old nachos. I actually hate leftovers. My ex has told me this. Everyone has told me this. And I need to avoid having leftovers. I think that's the biggest call.
1: For for people who don't like them, yeah. Yeah. Other people love them. I delight in leftovers. It's like it's like I um, got to have somebody cook for me. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like I open the fridge and I'm thank God, no more work to do today.
0: <laughs> I love them in a certain degree. Sorry, I just took a sip. But I love them to a certain degree. But there are certain ones that I'm like, that's not going to reheat well. Or that's just whatever. So I don't know. I just, I need to change my mind on it. Especially like I'm currently in a situation where I'm going to be living alone again, like going single. I'm going to have to get real comfortable with leftovers. Like that's just going to be a way if I want to eat something nice and warm and delicious, they're going to be leftovers. Like, unless I have some really sad, like French soup for one, it's not that sad because French soup is delicious, but, uh, you know, I have to think about those things a little bit better.
1: Um, yeah. Well, I think, um, when we're like towards the end of the show, when we're talking about like, um, gold stars, I have a gold star for, um, leftover preparation
0: mm. maybe uh, that's gonna be my
1: gold star for today
0: very we'll i'm working i'm working on my gold star I'm not not positive yet but I not settled
1: started.
0: yet not yet but um all right
1: so, what are you having
0: i'm having two beers <laughs> <laughs> just go all in <laughs> so let me tell you about my problems i'm just kidding no um so what this the reason I'm having two beers, I actually only have one open and I brought another one is because I haven't had Wisconsin beers on the show recently, other than like new Glarus, which y'all know that we love new Glarus and everyone's just fucking tired of it. Anyways, maybe I'm not tired, but other people might be. Um, so what I have today, one of them is door County brewing Company's little sister wheat beer. And it's got an adorable girl on a bicycle, which made me just love it. So, um, Clearly I'm, I'm in. Um, And I've never had Door County Brewing products before, but I bought it at a new store in Tigerton, Wisconsin. That's right. Not just the bar and the bowling alley are there anymore. There's two, there's a store and a restaurant. We'll see how long they last.
1: <laughs> a lot of people would say, if my family goes there once a year, at least they'll have like a week's worth of business, right? Because okay. Our family definitely is like a week's worth of business in a single day.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that we we are the patrons of like the patreons of uh the crossroads bar and grill. Which I don't think they grill anymore. I think it's just bar now at this point and pizzas. But anyways, um we take over once a night or once a year, and everybody in town knows about it. And someone comes and puts up karaoke every year because they know everyone in town is also going to come out and watch the Williams lose their shit. So it's kind of, they know, I mean,
1: they also know because they let us paint their ceiling tiles every year, like every single year, they take down one of their ceiling tiles and we draw all over it and sign it and put it back up. So for people who have not actually financially invested in that bar, we (laughs) certainly look like we think we own it. We might act like it a little bit too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: This year there's apparently new Management. Uh oh. I don't know if Gail um, is out of the picture or not, but I guess she gave up the bar like a year, two years ago. And so there's new management, and um, it's real, it's nice. The markers, real good. <laughs> they brought us <laughs> top box box markers. <laughs> I almost brought my own markers this year, and then I got the bucket of market, which is all like a hard boiled egg container filled with markers and i was like oh these are new these are nice they have points not drunk people just slamming them into the ceiling tiles i was like this is incredible (laughs) really pleased with my my work um we'll post this later on our instagram to let everyone know what the williams family is capable of it's my (laughs) piece of work yet and my aunt a different gail my aunt gail was our art director this year and i
1: did it was very great I haven't seen it. I'm really excited.
0: It's really good. It's, I use shading with markers. It's really great. But um, I'm going a little too deep into it. But I will say that. It's um, a yeah, craft. Yeah. It's a craft that you did. It's things that we have to do. And I'm, if I'm at the reunion, everyone makes me do it. If I'm not at the reunion, one of the brothers of the Loken family have to do it. And that's a disaster. No, I'm just kidding. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. A little for you formulaic but you know what I mean anyways um so the reason I talk about this Door County brewing company is that there's now a little market in town that sells local beers and other you know things around town versus like just the gas station that we used to buy it in Wisconsin you can buy beer at the gas station um you can't do that in Minnesota and a couple other places but I was really excited. and this was the last six pack of this there Like everyone was buying local beer, not the big name brands. So I was just really excited that I was like, Oh, I got the last one of this and it's really great. It's a great wheat beer. Me and dad enjoyed this very much. Um, It was really good. And then the other item I have that I'll open here in a bit is hop, hop and barrel brewing company, which is in Hudson, Wisconsin, right over the St. Croix river. And this is their version of a shandy called lemon breaker. And it, is lemon soda it is delightful like i maybe i was also just excited to not be driving when i pulled in and went to this brewery but it's the main brewery in hudson and it's only 3.7 percent alcohol it's real real low but it was perfect because you're driving like you really you you can't just take an uber back you know across state line kind of thing so i was really excited that it was a nice light beard it's super super yummy dare i say i like it better than line and kugel summer shandy Let's call it like it is strong words, but it is what it is. And I'm sorry if anyone hears a chirping in the background, it is uh, Chris's Pitbull Weimaraner mix named Maeve, who is very squeaky. I don't <laughs> know where she gets this from, but it is nonstop chirping, burping, cur- like cooing. Ugh. <laughs> She's seven months old and she doesn't know her, her voice very well. Anyways, so those are the two beers I'm having today. I'm pretty excited about it. And it's, I was so proud of myself. I didn't bring back a shit ton of new glorious when I came back because I was like, I got new things to try. I got new stuff. Very proud of myself.
1: Yeah. Um, when Pat and I went to Wisconsin this past, so we went to Wisconsin, um, not this past weekend, but the weekend before uh, for a friend's 40th birthday party, a surprise 40th birthday party,
0: oh, nice.
1: um, in Kohler, Wisconsin, which is on the Lake Michigan coast, um, and I would love to say that uh, we did some new shit, but we definitely went to the gas station and bought a 24 pack of Spotted Cow, and that was it. <laughs> we had yeah. other things, but I mean, even one of the t- so this the the surprise party was. Um, not a party party but it was like um our friend planned that her uh, so it was her husband's 40th and so she planned for his friends to like come into town and surprise him and so we all kind of like got there when we got there so each of us was a new surprise that he wasn't expecting and like it was very cute and the first place we went was the uh, one of the golf courses that she had tricked him into thinking that He was going to golf and she was just going to ride around the cart with him. And, you know, that was going to be his birthday. And that was night, you know, um, and instead, obviously, we were there. And while we were waiting, we got beers at the bar and they even they had named like you. The tap said the bull because the um, the golf course was called the bull And I was like, oh, what is that beer? And they're like, it's spotted cow. And I was like, yes, please. One of those, (laughs) please. I thought about trying something different and then I didn't. I went all the way. I was in near
0: Chippewa Falls, um, near Lake Wissota. I think it's called Lake Wissota, or Rosada, Wazoda
1: Wissota. Oh, that sounds like right. it's Wissota. Wazoda. Wazoda I think that's right. If I there's went, a way to put a long O in it, that's how they say it.
0: Soda It's Wazoda yeah. uh, Wissota. Um, anyways, so I stopped at a bar there called Loopies, which I guess there might be two Loopies, but a lot of people know them because they're like kind of like the Lake Havasu bar style. Does that make sense? Like everyone get wasted and drive your boat up to this bar. It's kind of nutty. But anyways, I stopped because I just really wanted to see that lake. i would never stopped there before. And I'm right, we're literally five miles from the Kugel Brewery and I still ordered a new Glarus. I was like, I'm sorry, I just, I can't. I could have a honey vice. I could have a, a shandy, I could have a berry vice. I could have something. And instead I just... Still had to get my, my you know, spotted cow on draft. Delightful. It. it is delightful. And everybody I know likes it. Chris and I actually brought back when we went to Hudson, Wisconsin a few weeks ago, we brought back a six pack just for one of our neighbors because we saw him doing a lot of housework for his mom. And uh, we were like, man, I don't really want to be out here taking down a deck and uh, all this other stuff. And so we brought him a six pack and he was like, that drink's real good. <laughs> like he was so thrilled. And that's like not his scene normally, but he loved it. So.
1: It's perfect. So I think we kind of covered beverages.
0: Absolutely. We're done. (laughs)
1: So so you touched on having um done a craft, which was the ceiling tile. Uh do you have hey man, that's a real craft. Um do you have any other crafts you would like to talk about?
0: Well, hmm. I'm thinking carefully about this. One is I've decided to embrace plant lady life. And I'm not going to say I keep plants alive. They're not long for this world when they come into my home and into my arms. They are real pretty, and I'm trying real hard. Um, but I'm trying to, you know, like, I'm going through a breakup, so I'm trying to get, you know, involved in things that don't talk back, don't ask for money, don't don't even talk. <laughs> I'm into that. I'm into that. I'm into learning about the stock market. I'm learning, I'm into word puzzles and plants. Let's do this. And like there's someone out there going, oh, that sounds sad and i will like, eat shit because I dig it. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Explicit. You can add that to our show rating. Sorry. I do um, it every time.
1: I know, right?
0: Hey, that's enough of that. Speaking of, dogs are still in this house growling, making lots of noise. Yeah, puppies, great. Anyways, um, so yeah, I'm kind of embracing this plant situation. Um, I definitely, well, back in um, King, Wisconsin, uh, you know, picking up dad, we went to this nursery, and I always wanted dad to go with me to this nursery, but I've always dropped him off before I realized, like, oh, I should go. And so this time I took him with me because he was just so excited just to like see plants again, you know?
1: Well, yeah, we should, we should say that dad is someone who used to garden extensively.
0: He spent majority of his hours during the day when it wasn't snowing, managing three different gardens. People brought orphaned plants. People always wanted to see what he was growing in his vegetable garden, in his flower garden, and then his exotic garden. And there's something about being a bartender where people bring you weird shit all the time. So, like, you know, Dad had, like, a bird of paradise out there, which is crazy.
1: Like, like, how how did he keep a bird of paradise alive and blooming in, like, at the 45th parallel?
0: Yeah. Right? It's bananas. And I'm sure he brought some of that stuff inside, But I don't know where he put, I don't remember him bringing it inside. He didn't bring that
1: inside. He had other plants that he brought inside, but not that one.
0: And I think that a lot of people should also know that he had, (laughs) he had decorative air. um, Wow, this, this hey guys, out. No, no fighting, lay down. Sorry. Um, Dad had a decorative um, air purifier because that was required by law that it be there. Not sure if it ever worked. I don't think so it was there but he had more plants in there that probably did better than that thing ever did but he had an entire grand piano um top like it was taken off of a piano and he made that into a bar a sitting bar area filled with ferns spider plants tons of weird stuff yeah so he always had just a lot of cool plants around and um I would not say that I am good at gardening. I am not dad, but it was cool having him there with me to like look at stuff. We looked at a Monstera, uh, Monstera de the delis- whatever. The the, the, the Monstera,
1: the, yeah. The
0: Monstera plant that everyone on Instagram is like thrilled about for the last like four years. Anyways, he and I looked at this Monstera that was $60 and he was like, whoa, which in dad verb like that, in those kind of words, he's like, that's an amazing plant. That took a long time to grow. Look at how big their leaves are. That is very lush. Like, that's what he was saying when he went, whoa, to me. <laughs> but um, he loved it. He was so excited to go there. So I so he kind of helped me embrace my plant. Your plant. inner
1: plant lady.
0: Yeah. And then a, another friend of mine, added me to a private Facebook group called House Plant Hoarders. And um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm a house plant hoarder, but there yes. is yet. I know. I need to be really careful. But I should also add here that my old neighbors back in San Francisco, one of them, Jim, worked at Flora Grub Gardens. And people who are into plant world stuff know what Flora Grub Gardens is. They also know, like, they kind of brought the succulent scene back. And they've made this whole, like, their whole plot of land is in this area of San Francisco that really can't grow stuff. You're not really supposed to. So everything is potted. But they've made this lush, beautiful garden in lots of different places. And they collect their succulents from around the world. It's really cool. So anyways, I've, I've been around some amazing plants. And now I finally, in my ripe age of, oh, my God, am I 36 or 37? <laughs> You're 36. Old. <laughs> I'm old and I'm into it. And I'm also up here in Minnesota where, like, my time is limited. Like, there is a the growing season here is shorter than most but it's also so lush and crazy here there's just lilies everywhere there's um hydrangeas everywhere there's just tons of stuff here and it's so beautiful but I know the time is ticking so having stuff inside makes me really happy yeah okay that was a big long-winded way of saying I have some plants there no (laughs) I
1: was really excited about the the plant that you sent me the picture of today which I've seen before and I think I bought one one time at um eastern market in detroit like you there's um for anybody who's never been to eastern market in detroit it is i think the it's one of the largest um farmers markets in the united states it's gigantic
0: it's also one of the longest running
1: yeah yeah it's it's huge it's like seven or eight different gigantic buildings and tents and whatever and i remember going there once and going to a um a florist and buying that. I think it's a coxcomb. I think that's like the, the vernacular, the common name for it. Oh, okay. Um, so I think I've seen that plant that you sent me the picture of before, but only as like a cut flower, not as like the actual plant itself. Um, but is it kind of like the, the flower? Well, I don't even know if it's the flower, but the part that's like red and has the fuzzy on the top. Is that firm? It's like stiff. Yes. It's firm. Yeah. yeah. It's it's this amazing cool looking plant which yeah when I saw it I was like yes I want one of those in my bouquet.
0: <laughs> this one uh, I saw it today when I went to Mother Earth Gardens um, in Northeast and this one it, the way it, it was called a Seleu- Seleucia Dracula <laughs> and I was like what and I just took a photo of it because I thought it was so cool and then I went to the fifty percent off clearance plants that said not perfect, but totally viable. And I was like, I, this speaks to me. I will buy my plants here in the 50% off section. And I happened to find one there. Nice. And I asked all the girls there. I was like, what, what's wrong with it? They're like, nothing. People just want things to be perfect. And I was like, thank you. Appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I got a lot of good advice. I'm so glad I didn't go to home Depot to their garden center I'm so glad I got to go. And a friend of mine actually told me about Mother Earth um, Gardens. And it was really great. I was really happy with that.
1: And I got so, so that's in Minneapolis. Um, yeah. Didn't you buy some plants at the one that's in Wapaka, too, the last time we yeah. went there?
0: That one is Bonnie Bonnie's Bloomers. And I got uh, a number of things there. I've gotten a lot of um, lupins, which we say lupins in the UP. Like in the Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin UP area, we say lupins. And everyone here in Minnesota and South say lupines. So oh. a lot of lupines, lupins there. And then I also bought, I have a I just bought a peace lily mm-hmm. for the first time. And then I also got where did I buy with dad? Thinking, thinking, thinking. I didn't buy my snake plant there. What else did I buy? Oh crap first. Oh, I bought a braided. It's a relative of the snake plant, but it comes in a. They're like they grow tubular, and this woman braided them, and you just kind of she tied them in place, and so now they're kind of fixed forever to grow in this braid. It's really pretty, but they grow real slow, and it said water once a month, and I was like, cool.
1: (laughs) That sounds like the amount of work I can handle.
0: Yeah, every single plant I buy, I'm like, how much does it need me. (laughs) (laughs) I love when people are like, leave it alone. It likes you better. I'm like, word, I don't like that. (laughs) Can I ignore it? And it likes me more? Cool. I'll play hard to get with my plants. I'll be I'll be down.
1: See this is why I like cats.
0: Right? (laughs) It's a game. I do well with that. But uh (laughs) yeah, so I've gone to a couple places, but I do like Bonnie's bloomers and Wapaka They have a lot of interesting hybrids and just
1: really cool things. So Awesome. Exactly. I have only one plant that I've been able to keep alive, which is my um, little succulent from, uh, well, it's not, I don't think Alison Fretheim grew the succulent, but I bought this moon phase planter from hey. Alison Fretheim.
0: That's beautiful. I love her work.
1: She's I do too. She's a
0: great ceramic ceramic artist, if you will. Yeah. Hotter. That's
1: cool. Yeah, so this was before she had the shop. This was just like she had she had an Etsy shop always, I think, but before she had her storefront Heim, uh, she had a, a pop up shop with another um, crafter, Smoky Spells here in Iowa City, and um, I bought this then for two reasons. One, that the succulent inside is super cool. It's like this. <laughs> makes me think of Beetlejuice. It's yes. like a very spiky, um, zebra. Like, yeah. It's like a very spiky zebra E uh, a little succulent. And then it's inside this beautiful, um, moon phase planter, which I love. And the only reason I've been able to keep it alive is because the cactus does best when I forget that I have it. When I was like really attentive to it, I watered it, I think like twice a month and it was not looking great.
0: I definitely overwater. And now I have moved on to soil that is moisture control <laughs> mm. <laughs> to help with overwatering and underwatering. And then I today I bought cactus soil because I was like, I got problems. I need to stop. Like water does not mean nourishment to these plants. Yeah. It does to us because we're humans. But to plants, they're like, I'm drowning you, bitch. Stop. <laughs> <We're> like. <laughs> Let me breathe. <laughs> <laughs> you love me too much. You love me too much. I will say that there's one other thing that I'm doing right now that I am scared to death about. Um, a I got a clipping by accident while I was at Bonnie's Bloomers. And it's called, it's a, it's a purple and green plant. The backside of the leaves are bright purple. And it's called Wandering Jew, which makes me not happy to say that word. I feel like that's a weird name for that plant, but
1: it's what a lot of people know it as. I'm sure and, it has a Latin name that you could look up.
0: Yeah. I've heard a couple different, like spider, spider wart. And then someone said purple heart, but I went and I saw a purple heart today and it's not a purple heart, but okay, it's, it's a thing. And, um, because there was nine tornadoes that went through Wisconsin this weekend, Bonnie's bloomers and Waupaca got hit. Oh no! Not a direct hit, but the winds were so strong that it did mess up a number of their stuff. I'm so glad that their greenhouses didn't float away. I'm so glad. Like I heard from the staff at my dad's or at our dad's nursing home that concrete walls were picked up and dropped off. Sheds were picked up and dropped off miles away. Like it was bananas. But while I was there at um, the nursery with dad, I picked up this big, you know, hanging plant filled with this this um this purple green flat like purple green plant that just kind of drapes and vines and when I picked it up a lot of pieces fell to the ground and I was like oh whoa that's pretty wild and I asked one of the people at the store I was like this fell off and I like try to revive it they're like yeah sure go ahead so I'm currently got some cuttings in water and we'll see in a month what happens I hope I can get it to work I don't know but so is, try, I'm going to, you know, it's better to try to fix plants than fix men. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> or fix myself and deal with them. You know, <laughs> let's just put a pin in me and everybody else. And just work on these plants. <laughs> 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 There's some sad truth in that. Anyway, <laughs> cheers to that. Um what are you working on Heard <laughs> <laughs> <For> my stories?
1: <laughs> well, I only have one project that I've done any kind of work on, which is uh, something I talked about here before. It's the um, Shockwaves shawl by uh, Beata Jezik. So I started it as my um, my uh, travel knitting when we went to Paris and England. And I've just been working on it since then. Um, part of the reason that uh, it took us a while to do this podcast is because I was writing a grant and uh, writing that grant some more and, you know, continuing to write that grant. So I haven't really had a lot of other crafty time. Um, Do you feel like you've like surfaced
0: to air now? Like you've been a submarine for a real long time and now you're finally like catching, like breaking through?
1: Yeah. And um, it's disorienting. It's definitely disorienting. Like you pop up and then you're like, I don't know if I missed doing a bunch of things or if I actually kept myself on track or not. Like I have no idea, like no idea at all. Um, So there have been a couple things that like news items from people in my life that I care about where I think they didn't tell me what happened, but to be be quite honest, I don't totally know. Um, So I've been like scrolling back through my text messages and WhatsApps and trying to figure out like, Did somebody tell me the thing that happened in their life, and I just like totally spaced on it? And you know, wow, that's hard. I
0: I felt that way when I was doing that kids event. Yeah. Like I was just like, I remember looking at the messages as they came through. They never registered in my brain. Really, May? Really, puppy? Out. Puppy out. One second. Oh boy. So wherever I am, dogs want to be. Yeah. And that's real that's... sweet until it's really a problem. So anyways. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry about that.
1: <laughs> You're fine. <clears throat> yeah. So I feel like um, I not only just surfaced and I'm trying to figure out like whether or not I miss things or not. <laughs> like, I actually have no fucking idea. And I'm constantly finishing a task and then thinking like what was next on the to-do list and uh sometimes it's nothing like today was a really weird day so today I today was my first day back on service on the inpatient service so i think i've mentioned before that i'm a neuroscientist 80% of my time and then 20% of my time i'm a psychiatrist on the inpatient units at the University of Iowa hospital and when you're on service you uh, go to the unit in the morning and you meet with the team and you meet with all of your patients and that takes however long it takes right sometimes it takes most of your day sometimes it only takes a few hours so you can't plan anything else that day because maybe that work will take your whole day right because you i also teach residents i teach medical students um, i uh, work with families like you know, and things pop up during the day. Right? So today um, was my first day on service. And usually that's when it's the most heavy work because I don't know any of the patients. They don't know me. We have to get to know each other. And so when I finished that work for the day, I immediately thought like, Oh God, it has taken X amount of time to finish this. What are the other things that I had on my list for today? And so I started looking through my calendar. And I hadn't planned anything because I'm smart enough to know not to plan anything else. But then I couldn't figure out what it was I was supposed to be doing. And I was like, what should I be doing? And I realized anything. Oh, I could, I could do anything. And I just wasn't like ready. Well, then I was overwhelmed by choice, right? Because I never have nothing to do, but I didn't have a deadline for today. You know? Um, and it's been a while since I didn't have a deadline for today, like things I need to finish today. Um, so that's been weird. You
0: know, I got to this. I've been so on top, not on top. I actually feel like I'm a little behind on stuff, but I've just been so consistently busy that when I took today off to recover from my trip, because I just know how my body is after sitting for that long and driving and whatever in my brain. I took the day off going, "Randa, you know how this is. You take the day off. And instead I canceled it. And I was like, oh, work from home. I got this, I got this. I didn't, this. I was a mess. I was just totally like, what, oh no. I was like messing up everything I touched online. It was awful. So I, I took the second half of the day off just to like get my head straight. And I, 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 I kind of went into a panic a bit because again, what do I feel guilty about not handling or doing? And I also had so many ideas of things I could do with my time that I had like, what is, I think you, analysis paralysis or something. You yeah. I was just like, I was like, do I start fixing and mending things? Do I organize my socks? Do I go to the, this nursery because I want to get help on making this plant grow? Like I was just like, total uh, 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 uh. <laughs> disaster. And then I completely, you know, just, just did not have my head together. It sucked, but it's weird when you have that breather. But it's important.
1: Yeah, it's critical. Good for you. Critical. Anyway, so um, back to what I've been working on. So it's the the shockwave shawl. So I've finished, I think two. I'm just past two thirds of it. So the shockwave shawl is written for four skeins of fingering weight yarn, and that makes what the what uh the designer refers to as a schlanket, a mm-hmm. shawl blanket. And I thought, uh, I don't actually want a schlanket. I just want a shawl. So um, and it's kind of like a big scarf. So I finished all of the turquoise, which is plucky knitter single, which is discontinued, but they have a replacement for it called solo. That's I think pretty much the same. Um, so I finished this one. The first third of it is in plucky knitter single in the color mermaids. And then um, the next third is the um, Madeline Tosh, Tosh Mo Light. So it's a wool and kid mohair blend. bland, at the bland, bland <laughs> blend in the color Baudelaire after the
0: uh, um, uh, that story, the Lemony Snicket. Yeah, that I was like, what a weird one. I know that. Yeah, it's very That's cute. Very cute.
1: And then, and so now I'm on to the last color, which is this very dark bluish purple, which is Plutty, Plutty. Gin works. The <laughs> plucky knitter single in the color Gertie, which is named after Drew Barrymore's character in the movie ET. Cute. Isn't
0: that cute? You know what? Amen to people who come up with good, fun at names.
1: I agree. I agree. Granted, sometimes that leads me to purchase things that I don't need to purchase, which I didn't. That's not what I did this week. I did buy yarn this weekend in Portland, Maine, I but a, like, not because of the cute names I held out. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really like the way this has turned out. And this is so anytime that you're doing crafts in public, generally people comment on it. And usually it's something like, Oh, what are you making? That's cool. But with this set of colors, I've had so many compliments, people just being like, I really like those colors together, which is not something I hear particularly often. Yeah. Um, that's not because I, I think it's just cause I don't really do like color work all that much. Um, but yeah, yeah so that's awesome. It's that's
0: too, so it's a little bit more visual, I think.
1: Yeah. It's very graphic. Um, And I think it's easy for people to see um, and it doesn't look uh, like kitschy. That's excellent. Yeah. And then this is not a craft, but it's a thing that will be a craft. So I uh, this past weekend, I went to Portland, Maine for the first time ever, which um, is a city that a lot of people like for the food. But also, there are a lot of people that really like it for the crafts because it was it, like that area, the um, uh, n- like New England in general has been, I think, uh, really important in the resurgence of um, American fiber arts. So um, they have there are spinneries there like Green Mountain Spinnery I think is in uh, Vermont or New Hampshire and then um, Quinson Company is based out of Maine and that's a pretty big company that specializes in American made yarns American dyed yarns Um, there are places like the Hudson River Valley in New York there are quite a few places there that have started up Um, and so Portland uh, has quite a few knitting shops. I did not make it to more than one because my friends that I was with are not knitters and I wasn't going to drive them to places that they didn't want to go. But I got there sooner than everybody else. And I was like, what shall I do with my time? And oh. I went to a <laughs> I went to a yarn shop and I went to a brewery. <laughs> just, like the, just as you would have expected if you listened to this podcast. Like, what did I do with my time? I went to a yarn shop and a brewery. So I went to uh, Knitwit which is um, a very cute little shop in, I don't know the name of the neighborhood because I don't know Portland that well, but Portland is a pretty small city. So if you go to Portland, you'll easily find it. <laughs> um, and the, the owner or one of the owners was there that day and she's remarkably friendly and the whole place is just cute as hell. So I decided to buy Maine Centric, or yeah, main Centric yarns yeah, I thought about there were there are other yarns there that um, are not from Maine, but I was like, no, 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 no I'm in Maine. I'm going to buy things from Maine. So one of the things I bought was um, a skein of a speckled yarn from a company called uh, Frolicking Feet. And this is their splash and splatter yarn in Highland Haze, which has no... Uh, Significance for me in terms of like like the name the colorway is Highland Haze and I don't think it doesn't that doesn't look particularly like any Highland anything to me but it's got lots of nice bright colors in it
0: yeah
1: oops I'm not putting it in front of the camera so it's um, a natural background with purples pinks blues and greens um, so it's vivid but not quite neon so Definitely I'm excited pretty. about that
0: yeah
1: yeah. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to make with it, but I saw it and I was like, yes, please. I want one of those. And then the other thing I bought, I actually do have a plan for, um, which is, um, I bought Quince and Company yarn and this I had never seen before. So they make a yarn called Sparrow, which is 100% organic linen. And this is actually made in Italy, but the company is based in Maine. Um, and I think it's because I, am pretty sure they buy their linen from Belgium which is the the most, um, or it's a big producer of linen, I should say. Like
0: Holland is also one, right? Or Wales?
1: P- possibly. I don't yeah. know that much about it. Yeah. Um. So I I knew that Quince and Co made linen yarn, but what I didn't know that they make is they make a marled linen yarn, oh, that's, which I'd never that's seen like, before.
0: It it looks like tweed. Yeah.
1: yeah. Which is awesome because linen um is a beautiful fiber, but um, typically uh, I've only ever seen it. So it's either blended with other things. And if it's blended, then you can get a tweedy effect because the different fibers will take the color to a different degree, but I've never seen a tweedy or marled looking pure linen. So I bought uh, two different colors. One yeah. is called um, Rosa Mundi, which is uh, burgundy and natural, Marl, or no, it's not really natural. It's like a burgundy and a light pink, and then the other is called mineral, and it's like a very dark gray or black and natural. So the plan for these is that I will make um, either washcloths or scrubbies or something like that because um, some of the most kind of not a. Res- it's not a
0: bouncy fiber
1: no but i will say that every time that i have ever made um like uh you know fancy um washcloths for people as part of like a home spa kit and offered that along with a bunch of other things that i've handmade you know as like christmas gifts and i just say like pick whatever you want the washcloths go like crazy because the linen softens up as you use it. So it's a really good fiber for washing and drying. Like it just gets softer and softer and softer over time. Um, so people tend to like that. And um, these particular colors are really beautiful. So these well, will be holiday gifts.
0: I say that, um, not that Marie condos life or anything like that, I know it doesn't work for everybody, but there is something really important about loving everything you use on a daily basis so if you're pleased by the color and you're pleased by the hand feel and you're pleased that it was made by hand that really changes your day so i love that you can make those uh those washcloths i'm sure people choose those all the time not only just because they do get softer with wear but they're really beautiful and you've made them yeah that's a great
1: we should end that to our gift list this year i i i strongly support it
0: excellent yeah all right, well, gold star time. Um, I say you start because you kind of had a game plan. I, I need to think of my gold star for a second.
1: Yeah, I didn't actually have a game plan, but it came to me while we were discussing the leftovers issue. <laughs> so um, the the gold star starts with kind of a frustrating story, which is that right before we went on vacation, our uh, toaster oven took a shit. And it, it's a toaster oven that we had had for a long time. I got my friend Char gave it to me when she moved. And so I'd had it for years and years and she'd had it for years before that. So like it, it did its time. It owed me nothing, you know? And then when I was thinking about replacing it, I know, um, that toaster ovens and toasters, um, there's a lot of, uh, like America's test kitchen will say that a toaster the best for making toast which of course is the thing we do the most often with the toaster oven um but obviously a toaster is not as versatile as a toaster oven i was like debating back and forth which one to get and so um i decided that i still wanted a toaster oven because i do use it when i'm trying to warm up foods that i don't want to use the whole oven for like i don't want to turn on the entire oven to do something And in looking around, I found that Cuisinart had a toaster oven. And it's, it looks ridiculous. Like it's a large toaster oven. Um, So it's way bigger than you think you need your toaster oven to be. And it's not cheap. You know, I think it's like 200 something dollars. So it's expensive. But um, the version that we bought has an air fryer in it, which I don't use for air frying, but I use it for reheating um, the types of leftovers that typically fail at reheating. Interesting. So you can reheat French fries. You can reheat, I reheated like a spicy, crunchy fish, like fried fish that we had bought. Um, we'd gotten it from a, a local Sichuan restaurant and it was delicious, but like you microwave that stuff oh. and it's just blech. Yeah, blech. Um, but the air fryer, uh, you can reheat it and it renders all the fat down into the bottom so that it recrisps and it's lovely. It's perfect. Um, so there are all these leftovers that we've been able to salvage because we have the air fryer as part of the toaster oven. And the air fryer basically is like a, um, a mesh basket that sits mm-hmm. over a tray that collects the oil. Um, and the toaster oven has a convection fan in it, which I think is probably part of why it works as well as it does and why it's expensive, right? It's not just because they gave you a a mesh insert. It's because there's actually like a a convection fan inside of it to keep the air moving. Um, so I haven't actually tried the air fryer for frying a food, but I've used it several times for salvaging a leftover that, uh, was not going to be salvaged by any other means
0: fair enough i like i've actually heard from other friends our friend amanda loves her air fryer she just has a straight air fryer but she was like it just changes the texture of your foods and allows you to really enjoy them you know without like feeling the worst and the awful you know of of it and she's from the south so she really cares about that kind of fried texture but she Mm -hmm. loves so i've heard lots of great things but very good I did Yeah. That.
1: Yeah. So that's my gold star is that it, it not only does all the things that I wanted it to do, but it actually does a thing that I didn't think was possible before. And it's large enough that you can still like make a small pizza in it. And it's, it's much more, um, uh, energy, low energy use we, than a big oven.
0: I say we, but Chris and I used our, use our toaster oven more often than our oven.
1: Mm-hmm. Because,
0: again, we don't have central air. We have like air conditioning units, and it's just, you don't want to heat up the house. You yeah. just don't. And it is more efficient. It really is. Um, okay, so I know we're short on time. So my gold star, I think I'm going to go with a fun story that happened on my drive back yesterday. I stopped at this place that had um, it's kind of this, I, I forgot the name of it. It's a cheese shop. It's a Danish cheese shop. Um, and it's on your way back on 94 when you're coming from um Wisconsin into Minnesota and it's kind of near Eau Claire area and um, anyways it's a Gouda shop I think it's called Mariki it might be Marika, Danish Gouda cheese anyways I go there I've been always looking at their signs and I'm like well of course I love cheese I need to stop I need to check this out and I finally stopped and I'm shopping around the little store and I'm looking at stuff and they have new skis and Nolitex and all these other like brands of meat there and I really wanted to try their cheese but They were so popular that day that all their samples are gone. So when I got up to the front, they're like, hey, did you get everything you needed? And I was like, no, I just, uh, I didn't get to try your main Gouda, but I I will pick out these, you know, all these other stuff. This girl's like, oh, the other girl didn't cut it and put it out? And I was like, no, she said she would, but you guys have just been really busy. And so she just grabbed the block of sample and just threw it in my bag and gave me free cheese and and if that isn't the way to your heart I don't know what is right I walked away I said thank you a few times I walked away I I think I went to the bathroom I came back out and I was like are you sure and she's like yeah go just she was like I'm so sorry we didn't have that sample out for you and I was like it's really bad I still spent money here like don't (laughs) worry about it you know like but it was just such a um it was such a random thing. I didn't mean to stop at this cheese shop, but I was just, you know, I'm traveling solo, you know, whatever, doing my thing. And every time I stopped and went off the the road to like eat something, to see that cheese shop or to go have like a beer on the lake, I kept finding the most amazing places and people giving me lots of nice free things. And that one, the Gouda, giving a free wedge Gouda, not bad. So this is where I go. If you ever get the inkling on a road trip to Divert your path to detour a bit, do it. I just can't believe how many things I find when I actually go off that beaten path. Of course, people want you to be on time and people expect you, but if you're driving back from something, do it. I just, I was very impressed by everything that's happened this weekend and then the weekend before last when I went to Duluth by myself. Just so many, so many dang blessings. I couldn't believe all the good things that have happened before me. So taking a chance, not having a complete organized agenda for what you're going to do that's my gold star
1: that's it yeah well actually a very similar story this past weekend like I mentioned I was in Portland Maine with friends and on Saturday we had decided we wanted to go swimming so we picked a beach we called a lift the lift driver shows up And we're telling her, you know, that we're going to this beach and we're going to do this thing. And she's like, oh, well, if that's what you want like the beach you're going to is kind of a rocky one. It's beautiful. But if you wanted to go to like a sandy beach where you could swim, I would recommend this other one. A lot of people don't know about it, but it's really pretty and it will be the water is very cool and clear. And it's there. You know, there's good restaurants around it. And so she recommended Willard Beach in South Portland. And she was not wrong. And we got there and we were like, oh, we're starving. Let's just go to the closest restaurant. The closest restaurant was this amazing French cafe, which had beautiful, lovely crepes and a queen amand to die for. And then we walked back to the water and it was gorgeous. Like, it was just the whole day was like that. Like, we kept thinking we had a plan. And then when we tried to do the plan, it kind of didn't work out. And then something better happened. So I'm a big fan of keeping your mind open to the things that, that that might be.
0: Say yes more often than not. Yeah. Uh, my story in Duluth was I went, uh, I stayed at a hostel, which I wasn't going to ever do, but I called them and I asked, I was like, uh, I don't know if I can do this. And they were like, oh, there's people older than you here. Don't worry about it. And when I got there, it was awesome. But the owner, he took us to the beach. He had a superior lake dip, you know, or lake jump scheduled every day of the weekend, like sort was Saturday and a Sunday. Everyone bailed because I think everyone heard how cold Lake Superior is. But me and this one girl, we were like, Yeah, let's do it. And so he started to drive us towards one park, and she was like, Well, didn't you tell me about this other park or this other like area? He's like, Oh, you want to go to the local spot? And we were like, Yeah, we know the local spot. He drove us to these giant rocks that were so great to jump off of. And while we were there, the mayor of Duluth was also there, and she was hanging out with her family. All the locals show up, but you gotta walk to it. You gotta like traverse some some terrain to get to it. But there were these big, beautiful rocks that you could lay on after you get out of the super cold water, and it was just incredible. It was such a nice, warm experience. Like cooking on a rock after you get out of the freezing waters, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But um, good on you for taking the chance with your your Lyft driver. Yeah. All right. Well, we should wrap it up. But yes thank you. Appreciate
1: yeah. Well, th- <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Um if you want to follow us on Instagram, that's where we're most active as Stitchcraft Sisters. Um our website is stitchcraft stitchcraftsisters.com and that's where you can find all of our show notes and um links to the podcast and you can obviously also find us on iTunes and we have a Ravelry group that is not active. It's really Instagram that's active. So uh, we welcome feedback and comments and suggestions. And we thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.